0: hogs My name is Kyle Sutherland. Today, we're excited to have Marcus Wood. Uh, some of you might remember him from season one and two of Last Chance U. He was the offensive coordinator there for quite some time. And am going to talk to him a little bit today about recruiting at the JUCO level and just kind of the things, some of the things that went on uh, in the show that we all have grown to love so much. Uh, Marcus, Coach Wood, appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate you having me, man. Absolutely. Well, I want to start off first. Uh, so you are a Mississippi native, have been there your whole life. Or I guess I assume you've been there your entire life, correct? Most of Okay. It. And uh, so what got you, you know, Scuba is, from the ones that have seen the show, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty small town, not a whole lot to it. Right. What got you there from your coaching career? Well,
1: when I started out, I, I came out of high school. I actually played here. And uh, I played here for a guy named Tom Goode. And Coach Good had coached at Alabama and at Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and throughout the SEC. And uh, he was kind of at the back end. He since passed away. And uh, he took the job. He, the World League had closed up, and he ended up coming back to Mississippi and took a job. So he signed me out of high school. So I played a couple of years here. And then uh, went and got my degree and finished up playing. I finished at uh, Georgetown in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. And then uh, had signed with Lewisburg. uh bucknell in lewisburg pennsylvania and then the guy that had signed me left so i finished up at georgetown and then uh came back started coaching coached for a little bit at holmes community college got my feet wet there came back worked for dude for a year then did about 10 years in high school and then came back to scuba so it's not far from my home it was about an hour away from where i grew up and uh just a good place a lot of good a lot of good people in this area so yeah it was was a good deal
0: for me perfect well so when you when you look at the JUCO right now, it's uh, it's a two year college, correct? Like whenever they come, so it's you either pretty much come as a freshman and a sophomore before you move on to the four year college. That's
1: right. Yes, okay, right. Okay. So some that drop back from four year schools, but for the most part, okay. freshmen that stay.
0: Well, so when whenever you're recruiting a kid, so okay. obviously whenever you are you guys are looking for players to come to your school, it's because most of the time that they've they've had a bad grade bad grades or they made a mistake in their personal life. And a lot of these kids, they come from really tough backgrounds. Now, you've got ones like – I mean, I'm trying to think of uh, DeAndre Johnson, for instance. Good kid, comes from a solid background. He made a real bad mistake. Then you've got guys like uh, Isaiah Wright who um, come from really tough backgrounds. And so when when you're talking to them, do you kind of sell them on what – what is going to benefit them in terms like, if they're having grade issues, is that what you really push? Or um, if they haven't had much of a family life, do you push that on? I'm like, what's, what's the difference in what maybe Florida State or USC or any, any big Division One school would do?
1: Well, I think the key to it is most of them don't grow up with a dream of playing junior college ball. So you, you realize that on the front end. Most of them grow up wanting to play like you're talking about the Florida States, the Mississippi States, Arkansas, Alabama, wherever. And, uh, and they have a passion for that. The unique part of getting the coach at this level, or the great opportunity to me to get to coach at this level, is that you deal with kids that are hungry and eager to get back to that level or to make it to that level if they haven't been there before. So it's a pretty unique experience. I coached high school ball for a while. I was a graduate assistant at Mississippi State years ago. And, uh, you know, when you're coaching high school ball, you've got some kids that maybe you're playing because their parents expect them to. When you get to college, you may have some guys that are on their back half of their career in, in college that uh in senior college, I'm talking about that, that maybe aren't playing as much as, as they would like so they may have kind of shut it down a little bit and are trying to finish to get their degree which is nothing wrong with that but the unique side of the junior college is that all of them are still so hungry to try to get that division one one double a or fcs whatever you want to call it level so it, it's a it's a pretty unique deal to get the chance to coach that kind of kid that's going through you know those things so i think when you're selling it you're, you're trying to go into their house and sell it as an opportunity for them to kind of change the stars they live under and give them a chance to hopefully go here and then springboard where they want
0: to be. So going along with that, Meese mm-hmm. Mississippi is unbelievably successful. I mean, what is it? Uh, it's about three, four national championships that I can at least we, think of. Yep,
1: yeah, we won five of the last eight, so we've, we've had a really good run.
0: So when you, so you and you and Coach Stevens got there at the same time, correct?
1: Yeah, he hired me. Okay,
0: so you guys really built something uh, that's continued even until now. So right. wh- how do you go, building off the rec- the recruiting question, a lot of these kids, like you said, don't want to be there, just small town. You go from, you go from right. the big school to a small town and sure. that's not their dream to play Juco. How do you keep them not just motivated on football and grades, but their, their everyday lives as well? Cause I know as coaches, it's just like, and I know you've got three boys. And so you'd look at right. these, these kids, uh, these players as your own children, I do. They've already they've already made, you know, most of them. Again, I don't, I don't want to put everybody under an umbrella because not just just because you go to JUCO doesn't mean you made a mistake. But a lot of them in right. that case has. That's right. And so do you do you go to bed every single night like wondering, man, you know, I just hope that these kids keep their head on straight. So how, basically what I'm getting at is how do you keep them motivated, not just on the football field, not just in the classroom, but but their lives as well?
1: Well, I, I think you, you start using the the football as as a vehicle to get you where you want to go and i think a lot of them you know as they're as they're preparing to try to make the jump to go to a, a senior college level they start realizing at this point you mentioned the grades maybe one of them had bad grades coming out of high school so when you get him to this point now he gets a chance to kind of reflect back and realize you know i, I should have taken that more seriously or i should have worked a little bit harder so when you get off to a place like on this coach good used to always tell us when i played here and you know, so you get an opportunity to do that. Now, the unique side of it is you want to grow them as people as well. So you don't want to just stop and be just a coach, and that's all. I think if you're really worried about just winning rings, I think it's a bad, it's a, it's a bad, that's a bad look at our profession. I think the rings are great, but I think it's got to be the interaction with those kids and the people. So I think when they when they they see that you really care about them and they, they buy into what you're. You're selling as far as trying to help them reach their goals and their potential and and drive them to the next level. I think a lot of them really take off and, and flourish. So as far as keeping them motivated, I think you showed them how much you care about them and you taking an interest in them and not just an interest in them on the grass, but in the classroom when they're in the cafeteria, when they're across campus, and they see it. Now when you get to these small places and your enrollments at a lot of these campuses. You know, our, our college itself is made up of about 3,500 to 4,000 students, but the actual campus here is a little bit smaller. We've got a larger campus uh, in the old triangle area. So I think when you, you know, you get them here and you, you kind of lock them into what they're trying to work towards doing and driving the direction, I think everything kind of falls into place a lot of times because most of them, like you said, if they've come from a troubled background, they realize it's a second chance or another opportunity, and then Unfortunately, what you don't see some on these on the shows and everything like that, there are a lot of good kids that, that may come out of high school, eminent scholars that had over 30s on the ACTs, that work really hard, that've always done that. Maybe they're too slow, or maybe they were played out of position. So from a recruiting standpoint, back to that, you you, you kind of got to do a good job trying to target guys that fit your need, and then trying to take guys that you can project maybe in into something that they could grow and and maybe advance to the next level.
0: So I want to take a step back to, to the 2015 season. Now that did Mm -hmm. not end the way that it should have. Uh, Obviously there was, there was a, you know, a pretty bad ending to that, which, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. If someone did that to my teammate, what they did to DJ Law, I'd be right. ready to knock some heads too. I, I think that I thought Buddy was exactly right, and what you were telling him on the show. Look, th- look, here's what the evidence shows. This is what the video shows, and I thought he was right to to come back and you know say, look, I was wrong. You guys were protecting your teammate. Right. To to get to to have that happen to you when you were competing for a national championship, and of course, a lot of those guys on the last year or on the, the following year's team were not there. But when when those when those new guys came in, when DeAndre Johnson came in, Dakota Allen, all these uh, Tim Tim Bonner, all, all these guys, did you did, did y'all even have to motivate them, or did they was that just already there, just to kind of take over what the what the guys had built and what they had had really wrongfully taken away from them?
1: I I think it's built. I, I think it's kind of a built deal, even back to the guys that played for us in 2008, 2009. We won our first state title in nine, and I think it started kind of snowballing, and then. Uh, and it got a little bit better each year. We were able to go get a little different athlete here and a little different athlete there. And, and uh, our state actually opened up, which was a unique deal. It used to be kind of closed off and you had like a six or seven county district depending on where you were located. And you had to recruit from that when you got your in-state And then in 11, after that season, they opened it up. We would won the national title. Made a recruit statewide. So we were able to go pick up some different guys. And I think they built year to year. Now off the 15-year, I think looking back at that, I mean, it was a heartbreaking year, no question. You know, I, I think about guys that that played in those games from, you know, your Corey Davises to your White Roberts to, to different guys that were on those teams that uh, missed out on a lot of opportunities that may have come about had we been in the bowl game and, and had some more opportunities to, to continue playing. So, yeah, that was tough. And as far as the the guys that came in afterwards, I think a lot of them had actually. I, I didn't actually watch the show until after that that year really. So um I'd heard a lot about it and everything and but I, I just it was hard for me to watch. And I so I think we had a lot of motivation as coaches already. And then because we were we were right in the middle of chasing. We'd won the Ashland. We're hoping to win it again in uh and I, I think those guys built off of that and I think they had the expectation to do well and I, I think uh the remaining guys that had come back from the 15 season were already motivated and you added the new guys in and they just
0: kind of fueled it even more and so what what i they lost the first game in 16 right and then you guys won out and that the, the, basically uh finished up at number three If that i think that's what i remember correctly
1: yeah we, so, we ended up we didn't we took a, a group of about 30 guys and they didn't actually let us go. So I didn't get to call that game. So I, I, I was I was pretty disappointed with that. Uh, so we didn't go. Uh, they took any of the new coaches that had come in, any of the uh, incoming freshmen, and we took around 30 guys over to Jones. And our guys played really well, and we ended up coming up short by a couple of points. And uh, then we win the next 11, but we never really got the opportunity to, to play back for it. So it was kind of a two-year deal. It was a, it was a, it was a pretty tough pretty tough blow.
0: Yeah. And DeAndre didn't even get to play because he was in the box. So basically anybody that was at that game was it was it against was it Delta State? I believe Mississippi, that, uh, Delta. Mississippi Delta. So so basically, yeah, you guys brought like 30 some odd guys. So you Clint Trickett pretty much the entire offensive staff wasn't able to go. I mean, I guess Buddy right. was the only staff, the only guy from the previous season that right. was able to do that. So yeah, cause uh, I know Ed Holly was there cause he, he was not on staff the previous year and you guys yep. almost won the game. Like you said, it was two points. It came down to a two point conversion. And so it's, yeah, that's just, it, it's gut wrenching as a fan. Just, well, I mean, I've, I've become a fan of East Mississippi just watching the show. I've, I've seen it that both seasons so many times. And as yeah. a former athlete, now I didn't play past high school, but as a former athlete, it just to know how hard these guys work and, and a family right. atmosphere that you guys have built. Now it's, your coaching staff kind of reminded me of of my high school staff in a way that. So you, I always noticed that you know Buddy would have one of his one of one of his moments. Now my coaches didn't cuss because I went to Church Christ High School, but I know Buddy would have his moments, and you were always kind of the mediator. You know, you were hard on your guys, you, you you held them accountable, but you still I noticed that you always really built that family atmosphere, uh, and and that's what you know players can always appreciate uh, that coaches do.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate that. I, I I didn't realize you were Church of Christ. I am too, so that's. I, I didn't.
0: I'm not. Ac- I actually grew up Southern Baptist, but went to a Church of Christ high school. But yeah, they. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah,
1: gotcha.
0: we went. Had, had a uh, had a pretty tough coaching staff though. But uh, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, and yeah. so um, I mean, yeah, for, for those that haven't watched, uh, of course, season four will be coming out pretty soon. Now they moved to Independence, Kansas right. uh, after the second season, but. Right. Um, yeah I mean I guess really uh, the last thing coach is, is really I, I know after the 16 season you moved into an administrative role and so kind of just talk about what you're doing now what you've been doing the last couple of years and uh, what and where you're at at this moment
1: well raise money we try to do a lot I'm over uh, institutional advancements or college advancements so uh, I help do that I'm out on the road a good bit I was out uh, earlier today yesterday I was in the south part of the state today I was in the north part Uh, so kind of move around a little bit I deal a bit more with the uh, manufacturers and technology division as well so try to help with our workforce we've got some some great people involved in that Um, and then you know we'll do a variety of different fundraisers I mean we may do things that uh, help us with purchasing rings we may do in-kind helping provide bread for camps for little kids or something so you know just a variety of different stuff trying to help raise funds and grow the college and really push it out in a good light so been fortunate to get a chance to do that and it's given me a little bit more time with my boys as well i've got one that uh, was a soccer player at another junior college and then i got another one that's a soccer and a baseball player that actually leaves at the end of this week to go to his college and then uh, i got a 10th grader now so they're all getting grown on me a little bit but it's been good
0: so do you plan on staying in scuba once they're all out
1: oh who knows i mean right now i mean it's it's been a great place like i said you know when i raised them uh they were little guys when it was just me that took over raising them and they were four seven and nine and uh you know i had so much help from so many people in this community there's so many good folks that live in scuba that uh, always try to help out and, and and that's that'll always be a special place to me I, you know i don't know i mean i'm i'm actually uh, in a situation now that's a really good work situation and i get to see them uh, i don't i haven't really planned for where i am down the road years from now my youngest will be graduated and out of the house so who knows who knows we'll
0: see awesome well coach again i really appreciate you coming on i've i mentioned to quite a few buddies that are also a fan of the show that you're coming on so i know they're anxious to listen and and, i really really thank you for for taking some time out of your day to speak with us
1: oh glad to appreciate you
0: awesome well that will do it for today thanks again for listening my name is kyle sutherland for coach marcus wood you have been listening to tech hogs